Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. That is exactly what it is. Good morning to you. Thanks for joining us as we get started at now eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Monday, the second morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord 2019. Thanks for being with us. My goodness gracious, do we have a lot of work to get done today. Holy cow. Uh, after a long Thanksgiving weekend, of course, we did not do shows on live shows on Thursday and Friday. Uh, we had best of shows for you. The news has piled up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and today, and uh, and Sunday rather, and uh, of course this morning as well. And we look forward to discussing it all with you when you dial two one six nine zero one zero nine four five or eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. You may comment on the news and what we are doing on the program today. Uh, by uh, tweeting to me or Facebook commenting to, to comment, commenting to me. That's easy for me to say. I think my voice is still on the Thanksgiving vacation, or my tongue anyway. Uh, or parlor um, commenting to me at uh, France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. It's all one word. There are no spaces and there are no underscores in that. So I would love to hear from you. We have to start with news that kind of came out last night. Even though we have, like I said, a lot of stuff backed up from this past, you know, the the past four or five days, uh, we've got to start with what transpired last night. As one of the um, forlorn lovers, the star-crossed lover Lisa Page and uh, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page has decided the time to talk is now. Lisa Page, of course, is the FBI attorney who was in an illicit affair with uh, uh, Peter Strzok, who was uh, one of the lead FBI agents investigating the Hillary Clinton email episode. The matter, if you will. Um, She and Peter Strzok, of course, are the two individuals, the two lovebirds, who shared text messages with one another, expressing their disgust for one of the presidential candidates back in 2016, Donald Trump. 
They are two of the individuals who were responsible for what ended up being spying campaigns waged on the presidential campaign of Donald Trump. And, of course, just everyday American citizens who worked for the campaign being spied upon by the FBI by uh, uh, for the purpose, of course, of trying to find something to stop and discredit the campaign in the unlikely event that it was successful and that Donald Trump would actually beat Hillary Clinton. Now, we're not going to reread all of the emails uh, that were exchanged, be- or excuse me, text messages, rather, that were exchanged between Lisa Page and Peter Strzok, because we have read them, and we have talked about them ad nauseum, and I don't want to be too terribly redundant here. But just suffice it to say, Lisa Page was the one who was terrified that Donald Trump could possibly beat Hillary Clinton, and she expressed her concerns to... Um, Peter Strzok, who reassured her on multiple occasions not to worry. She's going to win. She's going to win $100 million to nothing was one of the exaggerative terms that he used to describe what was going to happen in this um, presidential election or that presidential election. And even if by some miracle he wins, they would have an insurance plan in place. That insurance plan, of course, is being carried out as we speak as the House Judiciary Committee now takes over with uh, information gleaned from the House Intelligence Committee in the sham impeachment process. That was their insurance plan. Now, many of us in real media, and when I say real media, I mean, I, I, you know, of course I'm, I speak not of the mainstream fake news media, Anybody who is actually covering this thing and and presenting all of the story and not just the parts of the story that embarrass President Trump, when we provide the other side, that is exactly what makes us real media. That's what journalism is supposed to be. But um, as we have all pointed out over the course of these past three years, uh, Lisa Page and Peter Strzok, along with their boss, Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, and his boss, FBI Director James Comey, they were all conspiring to try to stop Donald Trump from winning the presidency in the first place uh, or to stop him from completing his first term in the presidency in the second place. And that's where we sit right now. Lisa Page has decided that the time to break her silence is now. She has not spoken, even as people like me and other people in the media have criticized her and condemned her uh, for all kinds of reasons, but most of them having to do with this illegal, corrupt, in my view, almost treasonous attempt to frame the President of the United States, to stop him from becoming the President of the United States, and trying to find something to, to discredit his election. You talk about a Russian attack on our democracy. Remember when the, the, I'm old enough to remember this. How about you? When the biggest concern was protecting the integrity of our elections, thus protecting our democracy. And the concern was that the Russians, the Russians hacked into the DNC database. The Russians hacked into John Podesta's emails. Oh, my goodness, then they gave information to WikiLeaks, and WikiLeaks published it. And who knows how many votes that may have changed. It's an attack on our election. The truth of the matter is, I have still yet to hear one person on one interview, on one one news agency, print or broadcast, or Internet medium, 
anyone say that I was going to vote for Hillary until I read what WikiLeaks uh, uh, said about Hillary from her own DNC uh, 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 database. No one had their vote changed. But I digress. The point of this discussion is we were told that Russian hacking led to an attack on our democracy. This is what we're supposed to protect, first and foremost, is our democracy. Meanwhile, the only people that were truly attacking our democracy were not Russians in the Kremlin, but were Americans in the uh, federal government, in the DOJ. Lisa Page, Peter Strzok, Andrew McCabe, uh, James Comey, CIA Director John Brennan, all the way up through the President of the United States, which we will get to. Barack Obama knew. How do we know? We know from Lisa Page. So Lisa Page is, again, uh, and and I'm, I'm working my way to this, she has decided to break her silence. She's been criticized, justifiably so, for all of the things that I just described in a very loose manner. We can be more specific and precise as the program goes on. But she um, has been you know, taking a lot of the heat along with Strzok and others, and she has now decided she is going to speak out on this. She claims that the straw that broke the camel's back, what made her speak out now about this entire incident, is Donald Trump making fun of her. Donald Trump teasing her, Donald Trump discrediting her, and according to her, Donald Trump fake orgasming her. Wait, what? I'm not making that up. She said this directly in her interview with the Daily Beast. She said, quote, Honestly, his demeaning fake orgasm was really the straw that broke the camel's back. (laughs) Um, She is referring, of course, to one of the many times President Trump has criticized her and her paramour, uh, Peter Strzok, for their attempts to essentially uh, attack our democracy. Remember, it was supposed to be the Russians. No, it was not. It was the Americans. Attacking our democracy, trying to rig the election to stop Donald Trump from winning, and if they couldn't stop him, to imp- get him impeached, to have enough information gathered to get him, or manufactured, rather, uh, to have him impeached. And President Trump has mocked them mercilessly. At one point, during President, Trump, uh, President Trump's dramatic reading at an, at an October rally of the text messages between Strzok and Page, The president screamed out, I love you, Lisa. I love you so much. He's mocking Peter Strzok and his little love notes to Lisa Page. Lisa, she's going to win 100 million to nothing. But just in case she doesn't win, we've got an insurance policy. Lisa Page says that President Trump used or read those words in a mocking, mimicking, and orgasm type of voice. She's insane, of course. He was mocking, yes, because there is much to be mocked. Was he faking or, or, or trying to imitate or make the sounds of uh, orgasmic uh, you know, um, sounds coming from her? No, he was not. This is, again, this is, this is trying to cover up their misdeeds, their illegal actions, 
and trying to paint themselves, and in this case, not themselves, but herself. Strzok has already done this as well, but Lisa Page trying to paint herself as the victim. She's the victim. Donald Trump made fun of me. Never mind the fact that she and her paramour literally attacked our democracy. Never mind the fact that they tried to fix an election. Never mind the fact that they tried to uh, set the stage for a coup d'etat to take the presidency away from Donald J. Trump. She's the victim because Trump made fun of me and I can stand silent no longer. If you're wondering if there might be any ulterior motive for Lisa Page choosing now to get out and break her silence and to paint herself as the victim of some sort of terrible, nasty, mean attack by the President of the United States, if you're wondering if there might be another motivation, why now? You do realize, do you not, that next week, one week from today, in fact, Monday, December 9th, the Inspector General Michael Horowitz will release his long-anticipated report about all of this, including Page and Strzok and the rest of the DNC slash FBI attempts to whitewash the Hillary Clinton email investigation and begin uh, a campaign to stop anyone from defeating her in the 2016 elections. Michael Horowitz is going to drop bombs next week. He's going to drop bombs on Monday. Lisa Page is probably going to be under some of them. She will be in the target, in the in the crosshairs or in the target zone. And she is now getting out to try to get in front of this and claim that she's been harassed, claim that she is the victim, not Donald Trump, not the American electoral process, not the elections, not American democracy itself, not the American people. But she is the victim. Horowitz is coming out with his report on Monday, one week before the report. Finally, after three years of silence, Lisa Page speaks. You tell me whether or not that's just coincidence. I've got a lot more to say about this. I've got a lot more to play for you on this. I've got a lot more to uh, uh, read for, uh, uh, from uh, Twitter and the text messages from Page and Strzok as well, and I want to get to all of that, including your thoughts. We are guest-free today. Congressman Jim Jordan normally joins us on Monday. He is traveling. He will join us tomorrow at 948 instead of today, which makes tomorrow a great day because we get Jordan and Kersenow on the same day. That's amazing. Today, you be amazing. You be my guest, 216-901-0945, Right back after this on AM 1420, The Answer. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority Podcast. All right, 925. Good Monday morning to you. Thank you for joining us. We are discussing some uh, very interesting news from last night, actually. Uh, late Sunday, Lisa Page, the, for, the uh, FBI attorney, former FBI attorney, 
who was uh, conspiring with her lover, uh, 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 Peter Strzok, to, along with a lot of other bad actors, by the way, to try to stop President Donald Trump from becoming President Donald Trump back during the campaign of 2016. And then, of course, uh, was part of the impeachment process, literally, because that's what the insurance plan was, uh, to try to stop him from carrying out his duties and, and uh, serving his term. So she is uh, breaking her silence. She says she can stand by no uh, no longer. She said this demeaning fake orgasm that Donald Trump allegedly uh, put on display during a rally was the straw that broke the camel's back. She was made fun of. She said, quote, I had hoped or I had stayed quiet for years hoping it would fade away. But instead it got worse. I'm going to stop there and say this. Hoping what would fade away? Your attempt your illegal attempt to invalidate a presidential election, your attempt to to actually um, to um, turn the election, essentially to fix the election. I mean, find your 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 verb here. Uh, what they were trying to do was fix the election. I think is the best one in favor of Hillary Clinton, and then undo the results of the election if it didn't go her way. She was hoping that would fade away. But instead it got worse, she said. It had been so hard not to defend myself, to let people who hate me control the narrative. I decided to take my power back. Really? You decided to take your power back in a left-wing interview with the left-wing writer for the left-wing Daily Beast about your left-wing activities to stop Donald Trump in defense and support of left-wing candidate Hillary Clinton. Now, this is how you take your power back? And it just so happens to be one week from Inspector General Michael Horowitz's report about FBI misconduct that will be released on Monday, one week from today. Horowitz has already reportedly found an unidentified lower-level FBI lawyer, lower-level than Lisa Page, who falsified a key document to obtain a secret surveillance warrant against a former Trump advisor. But that's not news, Lisa Page says. Trump's fake orgasm. Making fun of her was the real story here. She said, it's like being punched in the gut. My heart drops to my stomach when I realize he has tweeted about me again. The President of the United States is calling me names to the entire world. He's demeaning me and my career. It's sickening. Sweetheart, the President of the United States isn't demeaning you and your career. When you and your lover... Peter Strzok decided to use the FBI to use the Department of Justice to skew, if not outright fix, a presidential election and to to begin a coup to remove a sitting president. That is what has demeaned you and your career. That is what's sickening. She tweeted, I'm done being quiet. The president's remarks are are intimidating. Are you kidding me? She is trying to reinvent herself as the victim of a Donald Trump attack. And a news site, the Daily Beast, far-left news site, gives her this gloriously adoring interview, trying to make her look exactly as she wants to. And and President Trump is going to be made out to be the bad guy. And, of course, he's the bad guy in every single uh, uh, story to the left-wing media. But this is maybe, just maybe, a bridge too far. 
the president responds to your attempts to stop him from winning an election fairly and justly and your attempts to remove him from office by making fun of you and your affair with a high-ranking FBI agent who is in charge of investigating Hillary Clinton, your best bud, and you're going to play the victim. No, not going to work this way. I'm going to share more of this with you, and I'm going to play the president's alleged fake orgasm (laughs) from the October rally that he held in Minneapolis, Minnesota, that Lisa Page complained about. I'll play that, and of course, I welcome your calls. 216-901-0945, right here on AM 1420, The Answer. 935, the Bob Brant's Authority on AM 1420, The Answer continues. Phone lines open to you at 216 281-1110, either one of those numbers will get you in. I'm going to play this for you so we can uh, uh, kind of finish off this part of the story. So uh, President Trump, back in October, held one of his rallies at uh, Minneapolis in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And he was discussing, as you might imagine, uh, the uh, coup against him. Uh, the main players, the bad actors who were involved in it were Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, among others, including James Comey, Andrew McCabe, John Brennan, and others. But uh, the president, of course, likes to freewheel and freestyle and riff during these rallies, and he doesn't always know what he's going to say or how he's going to say it. But he said this in pretty clear terms. He was mocking Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. Gotten it pretty correct. They said the campaign to impeach President Trump has begun. That was the headline. Little did we know they weren't playing games. Think of that. That was 19 minutes after the oath of office. Months earlier, Peter Strzok. Remember, he and his lover, Lisa Page. What a group. She's going to win. Ten million to one, she's going to win. I'm telling you, Peter. I'm telling you, Peter, she's going to win. Peter, oh, I love you so much. I love you too, Lisa. Lisa, I love you. Lisa. Lisa. Oh, God, I love you, Lisa. And if she doesn't win, Lisa, we've got an insurance policy, Lisa. We'll get that son of a bitch out. We got an insurance policy. It is. The phony Russia hoax. Lisa, I love you. Now, the do-nothing Democrat con artists and scammers are getting desperate. So that was the, the straw that broke Lisa Page's back. She said that was a fake orgasm because President Trump said, Lisa, Lisa, I love you. Lisa, 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 I love you. Wow. Um, talk about reaching. Talk about stretching. Talk about a bridge too far. Uh, that's not going to do the job, Lise. That's not going to make you the victim. 
That's not going to turn you into the victim in this situation of an intimidating president. And that's what she's saying. Quote, it's also very intimidating, she said to the Daily Beast, because he's still the president of the United States. And when the president accuses you, accuses you of treason by name, despite the fact that I know there's no fathomable way that I've committed any crime at all, let alone treason, you sold out your country working for the FBI. How can you not see that as a crime? Sorry. He's still somebody. And by the way, how many of you left-wing freaks have called Donald Trump a traitor and accused him of treason and about a billion things worse than that over the course of the last three years? She said he's still somebody in a position to actually do something about that, to try to further destroy my life. You tried to destroy the democracy of this country. It never goes away or stops, even when he's not publicly attacking me. The president's attacks have affected her day-to-day life, she said to the Daily Beast. I'm someone who's always in my head anyway, so now otherwise normal interactions take on a different meaning, she said. Like when somebody makes eye contact contact with me on the metro, I kind of wince, wondering if it's because they recognize me or are they just scanning the train like people do. It's immediately a question of friend or foe. Or, or, Or if I'm walking down the street and shopping and there's somebody wearing Trump gear or a MAGA hat, I'll walk the other way or try to put some distance between us because I'm not looking for conflict. Really, what I wanted most in this world is my life. Back. Hey, sweetheart, you weren't looking for conflict, but you invited conflict when you teamed up with your boyfriend cheating on your spouses, by the way, when you teamed up with Peter Strzok to try to steal the election. Don't tell me that you feel bad now because your life has been ruined. Who ruined your life, Donald Trump or you? Let's go back to March 12th. March 12th, headline, Lisa Page transcripts reveal details of anti-Trump insurance policy, concerns over the full-blown probe. House Judiciary Committee Republicans on Tuesday released hundreds of pages of of transcripts from last year's closed-door interview with ex-FBI attorney Lisa Page revealing new details about the Bureau's controversial internal discussions regarding an insurance policy against then-candidate Donald Trump. Page first entered the spotlight in December 2017, when it was revealed by the Justice Department Inspector General that she and then-FBI Special Agent Peter Strzok, who, by the way, has been demoted. This is sad, by the way. He's been demoted to the HR Department. He works in HR in the FBI, but still draws a government Taxpayer-funded check. She and Strzok exchanged numerous anti-Trump text messages. The two were involved in the FBI's initial counterintelligence investigation into Russian meddling and potential collusion with the Trump campaign associates during the 2016 election and later served on special counsel Robert, Robert Mueller's team. By the way, what does that tell you about Mueller? What does that tell you about the Mueller team that he would have? Strzok and Page... Two uh, uh, FBI employees working together along with unknown uh, or an untold number of other individuals in the uh, DOJ to try to stop President Trump or then candidate Trump from winning and then to try to steal his uh, 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 presidency from him. Among their texts, 
was one concerning the so-called insurance policy. During her interview with the Judiciary Committee, July 2018, Page was questioned at length about that text, and especially, it essentially rather confirmed this referred to the Russia investigation, while explaining that officials were proceeding with caution, concerned about the implications of the case, still not while not wanting to go at breakneck speed and risk burning sources, as they presumed Trump would Trump would be elected would not be elected anyway. Further, she confirmed. Uh, investigators only had a paucity of evidence at the start. Then Representative Trey Gowdy, remember him? I miss him, by the way, kicked off that section of questioning by asking about the text sent from Strzok to Page August 2016, to, or actually uh, 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 that would be three months before the election, which read, I want to believe the path you threw out in Andy's office. That would be Andy McCabe, Deputy Director of the FBI. I want you to believe the path you threw, I want to believe rather, the path you threw out in Andy's office, that there's no way he gets elected. But I'm afraid we can't take that risk. It's like an insurance policy in the unlikely event you die before you're 40. End quote. Now, understand the, the multiple layers of that. First of all, the Russia investigation, and thus the coup to try to impeach the president, was the insurance policy in the unlikely event that Donald Trump would be, would win, which is the comparison, the analogy to dying before you're 40. That was the insurance policy. They had this in place in August of 2016, three months before the election. They all were working on the contingency plan. How do we take how do we take the vote away from the people in the unlikely event that he wins? Well, here's what we're going to do. Page's response, she explained how the FBI was trying to strike a balance with the investigation into the Trump campaign, which agents called Crossfire Hurricane. Quote, so upon the opening of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation, again, 3 months before the election, and this was a result, of course, of the phony Steele dossier bought and paid for by Hillary Clinton and the DNC and, drumroll please, the FBI, which was filled with bogus information from Russia. Hmm, I thought we didn't want Russia to meddle in our elections. And then presented to the FISA court as evidence that would demand, or that would, uh, 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 justify spying on the Trump campaign three months before the election so they can figure out what they're up to and how they can shame and embarrass the, uh, the campaign and make sure Hillary Clinton wins. My friends, this is nothing less than election tampering. This is nothing less than, than stealing an election, or at least a, a credible attempt to. And now she's playing the victim because she was discovered? For crying out loud, they were using government-owned, federally-owned cell phones to send these messages to each other. Are they that stupid? Did they really not think that this stuff could be disclosed to the people? Oh, wait a minute. The answer is yes. They were that stupid. Because they assumed, as she said, or as he told her, that Hillary Clinton would, would win $100 million to nothing. And if Hillary Clinton is in office, of course, there will be no investigations and no reason to make public the communications shared on these government-owned phones. They literally just, you know, they were preparing, you know, the contingency plan 
in the unlikely event that they really, really emphasized the unlikely. They did not think they'd ever get busted. And now that they got busted, uh, and President Trump is calling them out on it publicly on a regular basis, whoa, woe is me. Oh, I get looks in the subway. Oh, I see a MAGA hat. i got to turn and go the other way. I don't want to be recognized. I don't want to have any conflict. Oh, woe is me. They attempted to steal the election. And now they're complaining that there's blowback. This is honestly just staggering, uh, what we are hearing and what we are uh, reading now and what we are seeing from the likes of um, Lisa Page. I would love your response. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Let me squeeze a call in here from David in LaGrange. David, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good Monday to you. Go right ahead. Yes, Bob. This just shows the left and the anti-Trumpers' desperation. They're willing to say anything. They're willing to lie. This whole impeachment thing is a farce. And I and the reason the impeachment is, I think the they know uh, they're going down. I think uh, they know they're going to be arrested. All their corruption is going to be revealed after Trump's re-election in 2020. I'm kind of coming around to that viewpoint too, and I've heard uh, a lot of people talk about it in the last few weeks, and uh, and I, and I'm really starting to believe too. This is not the impeachment is not just the follow through on their promise, which was the insurance plan to 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 stop this man. Um, it's not just that; it's also self preservation because if they allow him essentially to remain in office the investigations will continue and if the investigations by the likes of Horowitz and prosecutor John Durham federal prosecutor John Durham are allowed to continue well then um they very well may be in serious jeopardy not just their careers but their 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 freedom could be in jeopardy and uh they they cannot take that chance that these investigations are going to clear them so they have to they have to get rid of him and stop them in their tracks so i i totally agree with you david it's uh it's very very likely that this is more about self-preservation than it really is even about keeping that impeachment promise anything else bud all right, I think yeah, I may have lost. Is, this, oh, there you are. Okay, I, yeah, I thought I lost you what, for a second. <laughs> yeah, this is the, this is what he was talking about: drain the swamp. He's going to do it after his reelection. I think he took care of his business about the economy, starting to work on the border. You know, well, you I know, I'll say this: if he really wanted to drain the swamp, he didn't do a very good job of it. Because you know what he should have done, David? He should have done what Obama did at the start of his presidency, and that was fire every former. Obama, you know, Obama did it with Bushes, uh, fired every uh, uh, Obama, or excuse me, Bush holdover, and so Trump should have done this with Obama, fired every Obama holdover from the ambassadors to uh, the foreign countries, you know, in the State Department, uh, every diplomat, everybody left in the justice system, everybody and anybody who could be part of what we now know, a, a, an inside attempt to obstruct, if not outright, stop the President of the United States from implementing the agenda that he ran on and won on. Should have been booted. You know, Obama did it and nobody blinked. Trump eventually had Yovanovitch fired and it's, oh my gosh, he fired this woman who was an ambassador to Ukraine who, 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 uh, you know, might have been in a position to blow the whistle on him. So he fired her. No, he should have fired everybody. 
And this should be a lesson going forward to every Republican president who was ever elected in the future. The deep state is real. It lives. It, 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 it exists, and it will continue to exist until they are all removed with each incoming uh, Republican administration. All right, 950, quick time out. More of your calls, 216-901-0945, 888 on AM1420 the answer. Now heard through downtown, through Greater Cleveland on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. Six minutes before the top of the hour, we uh, did not have George, Jim Jordan on at this time slot today, obviously, and that's because he is traveling, and he will be joining me on the program tomorrow at this time, at about 9.48 until 10 o'clock tomorrow, which makes Tuesday just an amazing day, because it's Kersenau Day. we got Kersenau coming up at 10 tomorrow. Uh, Jordan, the segment before that, I think we'll all enjoy that. Let's go to uh, Mark, who called from Fairview Park to respond to all of this nonsense. Lisa Page is breaking her silence. She is not going to take this anymore, Mark. Go right ahead. Well, you know, over the weekend, I was—I uh, drove by a, a Walmart, and uh, all of a sudden, this thing on Struck came to my head. You know, and uh, I, start, I just started thinking about it. I said, "This—you know—this guy comes from the party that gave you the Great American Society and helped ruin, you know, a portion of the black and white community, you know, with his welfare programs and all, and is so concerned about the have-nots." Uh, and uh, you look at the American cities that have been ruined by these Democrats over the decades, they constantly complain about Trump has done to the middle class, and then you hear the struck commenting that he could smell the Trump supporters at the Walmart. Yeah. It uh, it baffles me, but these people are just all, you know, they're a big group of phonies worried about some, so that somebody who's going to drain their swamp, and especially Bill and uh, Hillary and Bill, who lost their phony Clinton Foundation, you know? But for a guy to talk like that, I mean, you you, you just see you smell you can smell the phoniness. Let's put it that way. That's <laughs> turn it right around on them. That's very well said. That's that's a great way to say that because they they are absolutely phonies, uh, and uh, they they turn around uh, and play the victim. You know, after they are the ones who are the aggressors, they're the attackers, and then they don't like when they get punched back in the mouth. Navy man Norm in Strongsville. Good to have you, my friend. Go right ahead. Hey, Bob, just wanted to go over that Eddie Gallagher uh, pardon with the media and the deep state in the Navy to try to frame this man. You know, people don't understand what the Navy did to him. They put him in solitary confinement in a Navy brig for months, for months, which is worse than what they did to the terrorists at Gitmo. And then when the, uh, President Trump ordered him released, the commanding officer uh, kind of gave the uh, middle finger to the president and said, oh, I'll release him, but he's got certain conditions that he has to meet. He has to wear his full-dress uniform every day. He has to report for this. He has to report for that. Then it turns out that the woman, uh, an Obama-appointed admiral, first African-American admiral in the Navy, who oversaw the uh, so-called trial, was herself involved in a scandal of massive proportions that have affected over 400 flag officers in the Navy. It was called the Fat Leonard 
scandal. Uh, Fat Leonard happened to be a big real estate developer in San Diego who uh, bribed over 400 flag officers. And this woman was finally relieved of her duty when everything came out about the pardon of uh, Chief Gallagher. They were going to make an example of this man, Bob. And the deep state, including the Secretary of the Navy, forgot one simple thing. President Trump is the commander-in-chief. Exactly. He's not something exactly. And he wasn't about to take their, their, if you will, mutiny, because they weren't going to do what he wanted them to do. And I, I well, yeah, they, they disrespected the chain of command. I mean, they, they went outside the chain of command, essentially, with what they were trying to do. And the commander-in-chief says, no, that's not the way this is going to go, because this is, not, this is for all the reasons you pointed out, this is wrong, what they were doing to Gallagher. Uh, they need to say, oh, yes, sir. That's it. Snap to attention, salute him, and say, yes, sir. The commander-in-chief has made a decision here. They, he was chosen by the people to make these decisions. They were not. And, uh, and for them to, to snub him and uh, to thumb their nose at him in such a way is, is really really, you know, proof positive that they did not deserve the ranks that they held. Yeah, and the, and the worst part is the media and that Spencer, the naval secretary, made a comment that all they were trying to do was to bring uh, morality and ethics into the Navy. And I went, I wonder if that includes uh, hacking Chief Gallagher's email communications and his defense attorney's communications like the NCIS prosecutors did. And I wonder if it includes, like, the NCIS prosecutors sending their SWAT squads to his home at 6 o'clock in the morning, rousting his wife and two little girls and making them stand in their pajamas outside while they handcuffed their father and took him away. Uh, so That doesn't you know, sound very moral. Oh, no. No, no, no. That's in keeping with the uh, Obama administration appointees in that. But uh, it just it just frosts me, Bob. So I just wanted to get that out. To well, the, I'm glad you, know, you did, Norm. No, I'm okay with that, buddy. I know you you are obviously a, your name for crying out loud says it. You're a proud Navy man, and I know how much this kind of stuff means to you. And I'm glad you got that off your chest. I appreciate your call as always. We'll get back uh, to the Lisa Page story and more coming up in hour number two, right after the news.